Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Buzz Knight, the host of Taking a Walk, Music History on Foot. Follow us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Podcast Playground, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today we have quite a story to tell from Sammy Sadler, country singer-songwriter. He was involved in a murder on Music Row on March 9, 1989, which changed his life forever. He's got a new song out called Everything's Gonna Be All Right. And we'll talk to Sammy Sadler coming up next on Taking a Walk. Hey, Buzz, how are you? Sammy, I'm great. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing well, thank you. Where are you in which part of the country right now? I'm in Texas. I am in Texas. Well, I'm in my backyard outside of uh, the Boston area, and... Um, Certainly wish we were taking a walk in person, but it's nice to have you on, and I so appreciate the time. And I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. We love stories of resilience on uh, the Taking a Walk podcast, and yours is certainly one. We're going to talk some history. We're going to celebrate your brand new song called Everything's Going to Be All Right, and congratulations uh, on that. But um, can you take us back, Sammy, to March 9th, 1989, a day that certainly changed your life forever? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, that day, man, I mean, I was, it's just a normal day, you know, and I had a record out on the charts. I had uh, the old Aaron Neville song, Tell It Like It Is, was my sixth and fastest rising single, and getting ready to go in and, and record my, my full album and 
uh, just, uh, uh, you know, a regular day. And then uh, that evening, uh, Kevin Hughes and I were friends, and Kevin was the chart manager for Cashbox Magazine, and which was a real rivalry to Billboard. And uh, that evening, I went in and uh, went to my house, and me and my wife had kind of had a little argument, and I just wanted to get out of the house and uh, picked up the phone to call Kevin to see what he was doing and uh, called down to cash box and the phone just rang and rang and rang and i was getting ready to hang up i thought i heard somebody say hello and i brought the phone back up to my ear and it was kevin i said hey man what are you doing he said i'm still working on the charts and i just told him well we're gonna be there a little while i'll I'll run down and see you and so he said yeah come on down i'll leave the door open for you and i drove down and went in and went up uh he he was in the farron young building is where the uh, cash box office was at the time and I went up to his office and he was on the telephone. And so I waited till he got off the phone. And, uh, then we just said, Hey man, you want to go grab something to eat? And, uh, we went down to West end, uh, on the uh, West end there in Nashville and went to Captain D's, I believe, and grabbed something to eat. And we just stopped by my record company's office on the way back, uh, on the way back to the office and, and stopped and used the telephone to call my family, my parents. And, Obviously, Kevin had never met my folks, so he got on the phone and talked to him, said hello to him, and started to hand, hand the phone back to me, and we heard something rattle the door, and he went out and uh, looked out front, and I was back on the phone with my parents, and when he walked back in, I said, man, what was it? And he said, I don't know. He said, I really couldn't tell. He said, it looked like maybe a black guy walking down the street. He said, but I, I really couldn't tell because of the lighting. And uh, so we got off the phone and and, uh, was going to leave, and we walked out in front of the record company's office, looked around and looked out the doors and looked out the windows, and we didn't see anything. And Kevin's car was parked across the street on 16th Avenue, which is Music Row. And uh, we went out on the front porch, looked around, didn't see anything. We started walking to Kevin's car, and we were talking, kind of cutting up a little bit. And then I walked in front of Kevin's car, and, opened the door and sat down and started to reach for the door. And I thought I caught something moving out of the corner of my eye. And I looked up and the guy's there between me and the car door. And all I see is his arms out and I see a gun. And I said, Oh my God, this guy's got a gun. I threw my arms up to cover my head. And that's when he shot and uh, it hit me in the arm. And they said, Kevin did a barrel roll uh, back out into the street of 16th Avenue and started running up the streets and, uh, the guy was went after him and started shooting and uh, missed him, I think, the first time and then uh, hit him in the back, and Kevin fell, and they said he stood over him, shot him twice in the back of the head, and then run off. Wow. Oh. Now, I, I was not ever at Music Row in those years. Was it uh, as busy as it is uh, today around that area? Well, you know, Music Row, I mean, back in the day, I mean, it was, you know, obviously, I mean, Nashville is Music City, USA. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was it was busy, uh, you know, and I mean, but, you know, now everything is so changed now. It's so modernized and it's become more of a tourist city uh, than, than, you know, more than it was even in those days. But, uh, you know, it was busy, but, uh, you know, man, I, you, you never... I never think and never imagine something like this. You you see this kind of stuff on TV and the movies, you know, it, it's not, it, you know, this can't happen to you, but when it, when it does and you live through it, it's just a, a mind blowing experience. So you were in the hospital for a long time with lots of different surgeries after your uh, injuries. Is that correct? 
Well, I was in the hospital. I mean, I was I didn't know how bad I was hurt, but uh at the time, but they ended up having to operate on my arm and uh uh they had to graft a artery. It, it had severed the, the main artery in my arm and I was bleeding to death, which I didn't know it at the time, but uh, thank God that uh, the artery took or they had to cut my arm off. And then they had to do a uh wrap my nerves in some synthetic fibers uh because my arm was so traumatized at the time and so swelled up is about the size of about four basketballs and uh, too much swelling. So they had to go in there and wrap my nerves in synthetic fibers. And I was going to have to have a second operation. Uh, we, we didn't know exactly how long it was going to be, but it ended up being about six months later. And uh, that was about a 13 hour operation. And, uh, so I had to go through uh, two major operations, and everything that they said happened in seven seconds. It took me two years to get back up on my feet. And you were under suspicion for a long time for what happened. Is that correct? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the uh, that's the way the uh, the ball turned and uh, the way things happened. Uh, you know, and and again, man. I mean, for you know, here I am taking a bullet and nearly losing my life and for them to uh you know to treat me that way and to uh to do that to me i think they're wrong i think they've you know i I still think and i'll always say i think they owe me an apology of what they put me through uh what they put my family through i mean i i may i may understand you may have to question me and uh, you may have to ask me some things but then they make me come in and do a lie detector test and then they take me to vanderbilt hospital in nashville uh, Vanderbilt uh, University, and they get a professor to hypnotize me while they are sitting behind me on a couch. Uh, and when we get through with all that, uh, whatever he does and whatever he, you know, went on there, you, you know, the only thing that I told him any different that I told them from day one after he did what he did to me was the guy had on a heavier jacket. And whenever we got through, got ready to leave, the police officer stood up off the couch and said, man, was he really hypnotized? And the professor said, absolutely he was. So for you, music really, to this day, is a saving grace for you. Is that right? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, God put the music in me at a, at a young age. And, and uh, you know, I can't explain it. Only, only singers and entertainers and performers know what somebody's talking about. I mean, it's, it's my life. It's my heart. Um, it's, it's what burns inside me to, to, to do. And God gave me the gift and, uh, you know, I've, I've had it in me ever since I was a young kid. And you write with this sense of, uh, true optimism. Um, where does the optimism come from? Is it from the Lord? Well, you know, I look back over my life, and Kevin and I had only been friends for about seven or eight months when all this happened, but I feel like if time would have went on, we'd have been lifelong friends. And, you know, Kevin and I didn't know each other that good. that We were just now becoming friends and, and getting to know each other, but I, I didn't know it at the time. But uh, whenever all this happened and the shooting happened, I didn't know it, but Kevin was a Christian, and I wasn't a Christian. I hadn't been saved, and, you know, for one to live and one to die, only God knows that. But I, I'm so thankful that God thought enough of me to save me and to keep me. And I'm a Christian today and have been for many years now. And I just thank God every day that he thought enough of me to keep me and to save me and to, and to give me a second chance. So when you sit down and write something such as your, your newest work, um, 
how do you draw from the past to write in the present and in the future? Well, I don't, I don't write a whole lot, Buzz. I mean, I, I didn't write the current single that I've got. I wrote a song on my Heart Shaped Like Texas album called Thank God. And uh, I wrote that with a few guys. And, uh, you know, uh, and it's just giving thanks to God because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. And uh, there are so many people out here in this world. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what they may be going through. Mine was a bullet. I don't know what their bullet is, but I do know that whatever you're going through, uh, I know the answer, and that's Jesus Christ. If you'll just turn to him and call on him, uh, he'll be there for you, and he'll bring you through anything that you're going through out here in this life. Who was part of your support system? Was it a family that really helped you through difficult? Yeah, my mom and dad were 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 my were my anchors, and uh, you know I'm I'm thankful that I had them. They've always uh, supported me and uh, supported my music uh, and anything really that I wanted to do. So uh, I, I after the shooting, I come back home to Texas, and uh, you know tried to tried to recuperate and heal, and that took me about two years to uh, get back up on my feet. And your inspiration over the years comes from a variety of folks, folks like uh, George Jones, right, and Hank Williams and Merle Haggard. Uh, anybody else that really inspired you over your career? Well, you know, in my early years, you know, I was a big Elvis fan and, uh, you know, uh, started out, Elvis was, was, the, was the deal. And then as I got older, started listening to country music, you know, as George Jones and Merle Haggard and... Marty Robbins and Johnny Cash and, you know, just, just a bunch of them, you know. What advice would you give to other musicians maybe who have experienced a trauma? Man, I mean, somebody's, you know, I always thought that having PTSD was people that went to war and went to, you know, all of that kind of stuff with war and guns and gunshot and and everything, but you know, there's there's all kinds of PTSD and people that have been traumatized. It's not just going to war. I mean, uh, anything that happens to you that is traumatizing to your life, uh, you know, most time you're gonna have PTSD out of it. And you know, all I can tell, you know, mine has been has been God, man. I mean, I, God is the only one that has sustained me through all this and brought me through this, and uh, I, I can only. Say for me, it's Jesus Christ, and that's why I just tell everybody to to turn to Him because you know without Him we're nothing, and He's the one that gives us breath. And uh, you know, most people that have been through what I've been through, a lot of people would be on drugs or alcohol, or you know, thinking about suicide. And thank God I've never experienced any of the, any of that, and He's kept me from that. And uh, I, I can only say Jesus Christ is is why I'm here and what's brought me through this, and I just you know, tell people to, to, to turn to God because uh, he's, he's the answer. I really greatly appreciate you sharing your, your story of resilience. I wish you well with uh, the new music. Everything's going to be all right. And uh, thank you for, for sharing your story, Sammy, very much. Buzz, thank you, man. I mean, uh, my new record, Everything's Going to Be All Right, is, uh, I feel like it's a great record, and it's got a good positive message and a, and a good uh, feel to it. And, uh, you know, man, just go to all the downloads, the digital downloads, you can get that. I've, I've got a copy uh, of my book out for sale as well called A Hit With A Bullet, The Real Murder on Music Row. So if there's any musicians or singers, entertainers out there that are 
thinking about getting in the music business, uh, not just because I wrote this book, but I think if you'd go and get a copy of that book and read it, uh, it may help you along your journey of what to look for and uh, kind of do as you're, as you're wanting to try to get in the music business. That may help somebody uh, make some decisions of what they might need to do uh, if they want to get in the music business. Sammy Sadler, thank you for being on Taking a Walk, my friend. Thank you, Buzz. You have a great day, my friend. Taking a Walk with Buzz Knight is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.